Hello, lovely single mums, and thank you for joining this podcast where we'll be talking about what it means to co-parent 50-50. My name is Lucy Good, and I am the founder of Beanstalk Single Mums. We're an online space dedicated to supporting and inspiring single mums from all walks of life. We offer a blog which covers everything for your single mother journey. We've got a single mum only anonymous forum, ebooks and e-courses, as well as exclusive single mum discounts and giveaways. And it can all be found completely free on our website, beanstalkmums.com.au. But now for today's podcast, I'm lucky to have not one, but two wonderful guests. And they are Melinda and Tanya from Step by Step Solutions. Um, Both ladies have had personal experiences of family separation and they've spent many years running post-separation counselling programmes for kids and parents. And it's this that ultimately led them to look at alternative to lawyer models to offer modern, healthy family separation via a more mutual and inclusive process to reach the necessary arrangements. So very much into what I'm always preaching to people about um, avoiding lawyers and courts if possible. Um, At the heart of everything these ladies do, which make them so perfect for our podcast today, is they have a child-inclusive approach. Melinda and Tanya are advocates for reverse engineering of the separation process. And this means that the therapeutic and child responsive focus is up front and it delivers workable sustainable agreements and then the legal part is woven in as needed at the end maybe not at the end but as needed Um, not only do they believe this is a better way for kids after their parents separate but they believe families deserve to save stress time and money in this process so I'm completely with them on that ladies welcome to the Beanstalk podcast Thanks, Lucy. Thanks, Lucy. Look, it's so good to have this chat today um, because I've actually been asked by several ladies to do a podcast about 50-50 co-parenting. And I'm also interested because I am a co-parent. I have been for nearly seven years. And I'm proud to say that we actually took our first co-parenting holiday a few months ago. Um, So I think that's a real point in co-parenting where you can say, hey, we've just all been on holiday together but it's taken a really really long time to get there it's been full of ups and downs to get to this stage for you ladies in what you do it must be very challenging (laughs) to, to, to get these families um to work out a way forward but incredibly rewarding um to get them on the right path it's almost like you're gluing families back together but in a different way and in a way that works um, for all of them, and most uh, especially for the children, do, do you get a lot of reward from what you do? Oh, um, we do, but it does come with, um, you know, it's a, it's an up and down road. Um, so I guess the thing is, we're just so committed, so passionate, and it just lives inside us um, to be doing this work. So the re- I guess the reward is that we're fulfilled, and we probably couldn't really be doing anything else. Mm. Um, yeah. It's, it's what I think is hard is that we know that families are going, as you just described, seven years, um, you know, 
that you've gone through ups and downs, but you've stuck with it because you know um, the benefits. So I guess that's the thing. It's 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 not something where we can see within a few weeks or months that everything's been sorted. But that's also what we want to do. We want to support families right through this journey. Um, yeah, Tanya was going to share something about her um, family's co-parenting <laughs> success. Yeah, so we, um, I've been separated for more about 20 years now. My kids were young, nine and five, and it was really, really tough. And back then there wasn't a lot of support to be able to um, work around the, the co-parenting um you know strategies or or implement you know a more healthier way of separation and and it was just i suppose the reason why you know i I, this is my job now is because i did a lot of study to get to that place of what can i do different what can i do that is going to be able to support the kids and mums and dads and so it was a really hard struggle um trying to implement that implement that with my ex-husband but we did and um and there was you know a lot of um uh, roadblocks throughout that process but you know we got to the point where my daughter our daughter got married and um it was just at a registry office but my ex-husband myself my husband now and um my son we went to the um you know supported her at the wedding and you know, it was just that what the what we were able to role model for the kids, our children, was that we were able to do that. And we, I went up and said congratulations, Dad, to him, and you know all those type of things. And you know, it sound it is very difficult, and it sounds really hard to do. But if you if you remove yourself from that, it's about you, and you keep that mind of being a parent, that you're still mum and dad to these kids, to your kids. That's where you're demonstrating great role modelling and you're demonstrating co-parenting and this is where your kids then are able to talk about, you know, I was lucky, I was one of the lucky ones who, even though mum and dad weren't together anymore, but we were still able to do things together and, yeah, I can imagine how tough it was for them, but they did it for us and it's really putting back in that in your in your mind that this is about the kids. It's not about you guys as individuals because no matter what, you're still mum and dad. And it's just about what is it, how, or what do you need to be able to continue, you know, doing that role and and still bringing in your values and your beliefs and you know all that stuff. But it is hard. And um, but again, if families can see that this is what we've done as well, we, you know, you're not alone. That also, that, you know, they become more involved and go that that is what I want. So um, it was just yeah, that yeah, was exactly. what I wanted to say. Yeah, I think it's so true. And in a way, it gives you an even better opportunity to role model as as a parent because you're role modeling that, you know, things haven't turned out as we wanted them to, but we love you so much that we pulled out all the stops to make this happen for you. And that in some ways is an even better lesson. But it is a very difficult journey. And it's about saying, look, it might not be working right now for you, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean it's not going to work in the future. It just Mm -hmm. really takes um, a mindset change um, from one person sometimes to make Mm. it work but let's move on to the topic today because I know we've got a lot to say um, which I think is going to be really helpful so we're going to be talking about um, 50-50 shared care which seems to create quite a lot of confusion um, uh, amongst the the masses when it comes to how that should actually work where that 50-50 element comes in so in your words, could you explain to us um, what you 
what you see 50-50 co-parenting as being? Yeah. Uh, So for us, there's a big difference between the term 50-50 and the term co-parenting. And and that's because um, it is very um, possible that the 50-50 parenting um, arrangements aren't actually child-focused if they've resulted perhaps from tension and um, a a negotiation process where, where for a range of reasons people might have felt that they might have had to compromise or, or, or were under pressure or that it was linked to financial um, arrangements. So what we just want to be very clear about is that, that equal time parenting uh, can work and it can work really well where there is also a co-parenting foundation. If there isn't a co-parenting foundation and people have got 50-50, then they may have something that's maybe more like what we often call parallel parenting, which means that um, if the kids are spending equal time with each parent, um, but there isn't a good basis between the parents in communicating and working things out on the kids' behalf, then we've got to have our eyes wide open about potential stresses um, that the kids are under because um, they're the ones that are juggling um, two different existences. Um, so I think the idea of 50-50 is, a, is, is one that when we're exploring it, we've really got to be very well-studied, well re, well-researched and talked to people about and understand what it is that takes a good model. Um, my probably favourite model of 50-50 is bird nesting, uh, Lucy. And um, so this idea where it, it sounds really highly improbable to a lot of people, but the reason I like to talk mention it is to give parents an idea that ultimately the people who do the most work and, and to make this work is the parents, not the kids. Mm. So instead of kids packing up or, you know, going between two houses where there isn't the support of the parents, um, you know, the other end of the spectrum is where the parents pack up and one leaves the house for one to stay on duty with the kids and then the one the other parent um, leaves and, and, and uh, the other one comes back into the house as birds do with the babies. Um, and I just put that out there really to remind us what you've already said, what we've already been saying, is that really the the focus, uh, to put the focus on the kids and for, for a, an equal time arrangement to work, there has to be um, really a lot of uh, capacity for the parents to tune into what what it's like for the kids and to do the best for, for the kids. Yeah. Um, and you mentioned par- parallel parenting. Can you just tell us, um, I think I know roughly what this is, but for anyone who doesn't, what exactly is parallel parenting as opposed to co-parenting? So we look at it as two um, railway tracks that, that have to run parallel to each other for the train to stay on the tracks because if, if those train tracks were parallel, you know, the train wouldn't keep moving. However, those two tracks don't intersect. And so for uh, parents, it means that they um, have put, um, you know, certain boundaries or uh, roadblocks there so that they would consider that they can't be um, communicate or collaborate or cooperate um, effectively as a parenting team. Um, and that means that then a child is adapting and, and um, having to accommodate 
you know, in their own little minds and brain world, uh, what it's like to be with one parent one week and miss the other parent, or one week or two days or however the the split's been organised. Um, they really feel that that loss of the other parent because it doesn't feel like that it's okay for them to continue to have a relationship with both parents while they're living with one. Yeah, so it's like they're living two lives really, isn't it? Yes. Two separate lives, which is very difficult yeah. and for look, them. I'm sorry, I just need to add there, parallel parenting is appropriate um, and will be suggested and recommended on occasions. It's just we'd rather it wasn't the default. And so the difference is that when people have tried things and they haven't worked well um, and, you know, that's the point at which we would, would, would encourage people to say, okay, when this and that hasn't worked, then we might need to, um, you know, look at, par- yeah, look at parallel. Yeah. But but the default being a default is where people go, I can't talk to the other person or we can't agree or no, it's better if we don't argue over those things. So let's not even decide to make joint decisions. That's that's the default that is based on a parent's need rather than a child's. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got it. Um, so look, you would think that doing the, now I've now I've got my questions for you and they're all like 50 50 co-parenting and I don't feel that's necessarily the right term after what we've just spoken about but I'm just going to use it anyway because you know where I'm coming from but you know we would think we're talking about 50 50 co-parenting here um, now people tend to think that would be the easiest solution but like I mentioned before it does come with lots of gray areas um, around things like child support and expenses for our children why does it get so complicated? You would you would think it would be more straightforward. And is there a best practice around finances um, for co-parenting 50-50? Yeah, so um, Lucy, I, <clears throat> sorry, just before I answer that question, I just want to quickly say something too that's on my mind, um, which is we really try to be inclusive of all cultures and the um, also LGBTQI community. So we do slip into using the terms mum and dad, but I just want to acknowledge that one of the things about 50-50 and shared care is that it's a great, uh, it's good for us to step back and realise that there's a lot of cultures and um, families modern families where um you know a 50 50 wouldn't even really be how they would be seeing their setup because there might be shared care amongst more than two Mm. carers primary carers so i think it's just a good one for all of us to remember that it it can actually almost model to us that there are other ways yes yeah so just on to what you're saying um I think what's really interesting for us also to know is that we've all heard that there's this big, massive um, reform of the Family Law Act and, and system underway, which will probably take a decade for yes. you know, the shakedown. <laughs> but it's, there's some, it's really important to know that one of the recommendations is to repeal, so to, to take out of the Act the term uh, terminology um presumption of equal um shared equal time so it's really um and also the to take out equal shared parental responsibility and replace it with something that talks about joint decision making about major long-term issues um and equitable financial um distribution now the reason they're they're looking at taking out those terms is because the default has been that people are advised a lot of the time by lawyers that um, they will be encouraged for a fair financial um, split to be reflected in an equal time parenting arrangement. 
And in fact, that's really a, a narrow interpretation of what had been the wording in the in the Family Law Act, and that's why they're suggesting um, that it be repealed because it's not in the best interest of kids. So that's what the what the the big review of the Family Law Act is mm. telling us. Mm. So to go on from there, that is the issue. The issue is that we're all scared you know, fearful and, and worried about money after a breakup, and rightly so. And that's why we might um, kind of be looking for, you know, a very black and white or clear um, understanding of what we're going to do financially. Um, the confusion is that um, actually really you um, you don't, you shouldn't be put in a situation where the negotiation around the financials flows onto or, you know, it has, places pressure on the parenting um, discussions and arrangements. So again, um, the, the pros of a 50-50 would be that it could keep everybody feeling it was fair and equitable both around finances and around parenting, but the bit that the lawyers probably wouldn't be checking in on is has your, has your co-parenting relationship to do the 50-50 parenting. Um, so, so the other thing that's very confusing for people is child support, and they and 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 that gets confusing for people because the number of nights that people spend with the, the, the kids is calculated as you know how the child support payments are going to you know be be um, calculated. So again, I think the confusion is, um, and what we do try to do with all our clients is slow it down and unpack it and give them time to reflect on the different elements because, you know, your split of your property is from the end, that's the end of your economic partnership. That's different to the financial planning that you want to make going forward for, for, for the costs of your kids um, and bringing up your kids. And um, it, that's separate to how you're going to do the parenting. Mm. And so we, we really try to give people a better understanding of how they can um, work with those elements separately rather than it all being confused in one legal agreement. Mm. I mean, they are they are so scarily linked, aren't they? The, the child support side of things, um, the finance side of things and the care side of things that it's understandable that they can get um, a little bit mixed up. And the amount of times I hear people say, oh, he only wants 50-50 because of the child support. I mean, that must be something that you hear quite a lot. Mm. Well, that's right. So I think if I've, I've kind of tried to go explain a big topic very quickly back there, um, yes, essentially people come with their worries and stresses and anxieties about things they've heard or things that have been said uh, or other, what other people have said to them. And what, what really is so important here is to is to be able to get the support from a range of specialists. So we would kind of see that the legal people are valuable, but probably really what parents want and deserve is is the input of, of people with a therapeutic understanding of what they're going through emotionally and mentally at this time, plus what they're wanting to try to put forward around parenting, plus how they're going to uh, have a scaffolding or a framework for a new parenting relationship with that person after mm -hmm. the end of the relationship. And when you do all of that with people, you start to be able to talk differently about money and child support and arrangements. And so, yeah, we, one of the big things we say to parents is 
when your kids grow up, they are never going to look back at their childhood and say, you know, I had X number of hours per week with each parent and, and, and that felt good. That they, they're, they're going to remember the quality of the relationship and, the, and, the, and, the, and their, how their emotional needs were met by their parents and they really won't be going, you know, um, you know less time with mum or more time with dad unless or their parents unless their parents weren't uh, emotionally available for them which is not to do with time mm. so I guess we try to really unpack in as many ways as we can plus parents need to be really attuned to their um, how it's working for kids <clears throat> if, if it's a 50-50 so the worst thing in the world is people who would agree to something and then be juggling their time their work rosters or their shifts so that they actually um, you know they'd they was they'd dug their heels in about something but in the end it actually wasn't very yeah well big. yes because less time can be better quality time can't it sometimes if you haven't got the time to spend with your kids but you just have say a couple of nights with them but you make that really special time together that can actually be better than having them but working the whole time because you just well, it's just I the way it is yeah I think the point is is the basis on which people are making decisions and kids ages and needs change so again you might have um, <clears throat> an arrangement that um, you know might be more or less time for now but as the kids grow and we're responding to their needs, you know, and you become mum, the parent taxi service and, the, mm. you know, the, the, the cook and the cleaner, but not necessarily the kids are spending more time with their own peers or they want the option of going between their parents without being told what day it is and where they should be. Mm. That just identifies, I guess, the whole notion of what we would call shared parenting or equal time parenting, but not necessarily based on, what people felt pressured to agree to because otherwise they felt that they would be ending up paying a lot of money yeah. in court. Yeah. It's, such a, it's such an interesting point that you've put forward and it's so true and I see it all the time. But look, I'm going to move on fairly quickly because I've got a few more questions and we are, um, we, <laughs> we've got so much to say. Um, so look, as well as money being an issue, as it always is, probably one of the hardest of all in nearly every situation, unfortunately, what other mistakes can ex-couples make when they're trying to do this 50-50 co-parenting and how can they overcome those things? Um, well, I think the things that we would see is if communication isn't good and we can maybe talk about in a minute tips for communication being better um, because if, if the kids are living two lives, as we've already said many times already in this podcast, um, they're the ones taking all the pressure. Yeah. Um, also, a mistake would be not to review the arrangements regularly. Um, if there's changes in the kids' ages and needs, you know, kids' um, change of school, their after-school activities, new partners. If you, if we don't, if we don't ta take on board the changes in the family's lives, the parents' lives, um, and the kids are still enduring a plan, then then that would be a mistake. Um, making um thinking that because when the kids are with me i make the decisions is a mistake because um that that puts the kids under more pressure about this idea that they've got two separate split identities so really the presumption should still be that we communicate about things that are um affect the kids and on occasions as much as possible make joint decisions um 
you're letting the telling the kids but it's my week um and my and you're in my house and these are the rules and it doesn't matter what happens with the other because um you know that's letting there we do need to discipline our kids and manage their behavior and not not give them a, an idea that they can back out of things because their parents parent differently but when we put it across in a way that says I'm not interested and I don't care what your experience is in the other house or I need to manage things my way. Um, well, that just lets a kid know that they've got to adapt and adjust and split themselves in two. For the, so, I mean, again, we've just got to be mindful about how we're reflecting on our kids' experience, not what our needs are around their experience. Mm. Um and sorry, sorry. And part of that's part of our process when we're um, going designing a parenting agreement with the, with mum and dad. Um, we're always this is the child inclusive work that comes into it. We're always making sure it's about the kids. Constant reminder: this is about the kids. This is about the kids. What would the kids be thinking? How do you think they're going along with this? And it's just getting the parents to come back into removing them away like I said before from that individual person back into mum and dad and then focusing back onto that and then they start to look at we you know the, the these are changes that we are able to adapt to within ourselves as adults and they can also look at how difficult it can be for their children at the same time so that the when they're making these negotiations and decisions for the future it's about really looking at being flexible around that and yeah it's really <laughs> tough and it is difficult and we get that we get how mums and dads they feel that that control's been taken away when they're not with their children all the time but it's also demonstrating that you can still always have that time with your kids but you've got to do it in a way that's that you're kind of moulding your agreement around your children, not not around yourselves as much. And we know, yes, the realistic stuff, work, all that type of, you know, that factors in. But at the same time, it is about saying instead of getting into that position of, you know, I, um, I've got the, it's my time with the kids and I can't pick them up from school, so I'm going to get somebody else. It's going, well, you know, what is mum or dad doing in this situation? Give them a call. And it's, it's again, it's working together. Yeah. in that parenting style and not going against each other. And there's a lot of influences on the outside who do come into that um, into that circle where you start to think, am I doing the right thing? Or no, I've been told I should be doing it this way. And it's about you two are the ones who had these children. You two are the ones who know what your children are like. Not everybody else. You know them best. So, you know, it's just reminding them of that yeah. um, all the time. And I suppose mm. it's an acceptance that you're now, you've got to change your style of parenting. You're now yeah. no longer a full-time parent, you're a co-parent and there is a different, that's a different way of co, it's a different way of parenting altogether yeah. and you have to accept that and everything yeah. that comes with it, which can mm. be really difficult with everything yeah. else that's happening at the time. Yeah. Look, I've got one more question for you that I'm going to squeeze in because um, I see so many mums who are reluctant to let go of the reins and move on to a 50-50 care arrangement. Um, especially when the children are young yet there are lots of benefits um, for everyone involved if it can be done right what would you say are the main benefits of co-parenting let's leave it on a high (laughs) (laughs) Um, look I I, I think that um, 
after the relationships ended, um, to be able to know that the most important thing that you created, being your kids, that you still can continue to bring them up um, as a parenting team, um, I mean, that really is what modern healthy separation should be about. So this is the opportunity here. Um, and, and for kids to know that you, the parents worked at it so that, it wasn't that old-fashioned model where maybe we only saw the dad, you know, the kids saw the dad every second weekend, which, you know, or the school holidays, which is what my growing up was. I mean, that parents, that's the great thing that we can offer our kids. And, and also then if we repartner and there's, and there's other families that, again, our kids know um, that they've got, you know, their parents who were there for them, but also that they can be um, feel welcomed and part of, other families so there's there's that is all the opportunity here um i think for people who are reluctant what i would say is please go and talk with a good family counselor or someone who specializes in this area not to get you to change your mind but to feel empowered as to how to proceed with this process or if you've already got it to be able to look at how it could be worked better um because that's why we exist and there's you know that's what we we want to be able to support families in um communication is going to be the big thing so work 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 on your communication never give up never say that didn't work and um so therefore you know i'm not trying anymore look at every opportunity to get communication coaching um there's apps out there now as well but really i think honestly we need we do you do often need specialists to be a bit involved to point out what might be the the bad habits in communication that can be addressed um and i think getting on with your life and having having that idea that um you know you've got an opportunity i guess with a 50 50 or co-parenting to uh you know to to get back into the workforce or study especially for single mums and um and really know that you've got a good enough time um quoted to yourself that you can start to kind of build a new life mm. um i don't know if i've missed anything there because i'm trying to keep to the time frame is there anything else you want to bring up um yeah. is that for me or oh tanya or you <laughs> <laughs> I can never tell when I've got two of you and I can't see you. <laughs> Tanya, have you got anything else you'd like to add to that? No, you go ahead, Lucy. I no, I, I, um, oh, I could go on and on about this all forever. Yes. I often think yes. having that time to yourself as a co-parent is great because it allows you time to refresh and refuel and, and be the best yes. mum you can be when you get your kids back. And that's what I try to do. But um, look, yes. we, we, um, we really are coming to the end of our time. And I'd like, um, if you wouldn't mind, very kindly to tell the listeners a bit more about... Um, step by step and where they can find you and I believe you've got a special for our listeners as well so if you can just just let us know about that well where you can find us um you know the good thing about the world we live in today is that we can come to you via video <laughs> and we we do a lot of our work um with clients video on video now which means um that although we're physically based in victoria um we've got clients um in other states so to um get in touch with us um best ways through our website www.stepbystepsupport dot uh, com dot au our our name our, our service is called step by step support for separated families 
and we have a Facebook and an Instagram um, pages. Um, on our website, we've got an inquiries, um, a contact form and our um, inquiries email and our phone numbers. But just want to encourage people to know that we do after hours um, appointments on, uh, on video as well um, so that it can fit into people's um, busy lifestyles. Um, and you were asking about the promotional offer? Yeah, you because you're on our discount directory, aren't you? So what's yeah. your promotional offer on there, just so that people know? Yep, so we've got a, um, a free 45-minute appointment um, via phone or video link for single mums or single, um, single dad and friends. Um, Either, either on the topic of communication where we can give practical steps and, and guidance or maybe just um, you might want to ask some questions about your kids and what, what's going on for them. So either topic there, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Thank you. Thank you for offering us that. And um, it's all, it's all, sometimes people just need that chat to, to start going in the right direction. But look, it's been thoroughly refreshing to have this chat with you actually about co-parenting you've actually simplified it and made it sound um quite different I feel very different about co-parenting having spoken to you I see co-parenting as a very broad word but it isn't really when you put parallel parenting into it as well there are lots of different ways of doing it uh, many which are right and many which are wrong and lots which are probably somewhere in between. But really, it's been a reminder that we have all got to be mindful about winding back and, and ensuring that it's our wonderful children that are always forefront of our minds. Because after all, the well-being of our children is the one thing that um, co-parents do have in common. So focusing on them has got to be a good starting point. So Thank you, ladies, for taking time out of your busy day to chat to me and unpack the, the do's, the don'ts and the general picture around shared care and co-parenting. Thanks so much, Lucy, for the opportunity. We could talk about it all day as well. <laughs> yeah, we might, we might have to do a follow-up podcast, <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, to all the single mums who are listening, if you haven't managed to take in all the information in this podcast, and I know I always go fast, um, please take some time to listen again. There is nothing, absolutely nothing more valuable you can do for your children than give them a peaceful co-parenting experience. Um, and this may be more doable than you think you just need to get the support that you need around it um, and remember if you've not visited my website beanstalkmums.com.au make sure you do not only will you find more podcasts like this but there's heaps of other wonderful resources for your single mother journey and you can chat to me anytime on the facebook group the single mum vine or on the anonymous single mum forum which can also be reached through the website and one quick point before we leave you if this podcast has helped you and i really sincerely hope it has please just take 30 seconds to rate and review it because the more reviews I can get the easier these podcasts are found by other single mums who also need support guidance and companionship on their single mother journeys so that's it until next time ladies goodbye